Here we are. It is May the 4th. And all I have to say is May the 4th or the force, you know, with or without a lisp, however you want to say it, may it be with us. Indeed, we are going to need all of the force that we can get. All right. Because today we are going to be talking about the effery on all sides of everything pertaining to the one, the almighty woman. Okay. And if I seem a little like get your popcorn out today, because the Met Gala in all of its hunger games, audacity, even that could never, because I am in the business today. All right. Of calling out both sides of the debate, the blatant hypocrisies, the ironies. Yeah. Calling it out like I am giddy and I know a lot of women today may be feeling defeated, maybe, you know, feeling screwed in which I totally and completely hear you and understand. But today we are going to be making lemonade. All right. Maybe spike it if you should choose, because I'm going to be exposing these hoes all around town and bring to light guys a, you know, the bigger picture who is really getting screwed in the midst of this dysfunctional culture war, who's really getting screwed in all of this and why on earth is nobody talking about it on a more, you know, disheartening note in the end, but until we get there, yeah, you are going to want to stick around. You have no idea. Like I am coming for hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your non-conforming cat. We are going at it today. So before we get to where we're going, you know, it is about the journey, not the destination, as they say, like, Lord, help us all. Let's kick it off on a bit, a little bit, I guess, of a lighter note with the Met Gala. Okay. Like I said, like the true, who even cared? Raise your hand. Who cared? Who cared? I feel like last year, or was it the year before? I don't know, because it all blends together. Like the AOC of it all. Um, I feel like I was a little bit more up in arms because it was just so disgusting. Like the flaunt of wealth and all of this, when we were all, you know, suffering and pandemic season, let's not forget. And this year, I feel like, you know, when you're so numb past the point of no return, I wasn't even, I had no feelings about it. I was so indifferent because I just was like, it is the ultimate disgusting, you know, clash of the classes at this point. And it's just so far beyond. And obviously when we come to find out what ended up happening that night in like real life, like, honestly, it's just literally, they are residing on the balls of Pluto. That is Pete Davidson's testicles. Like, I don't even know where they are. And so I just like, couldn't even really be bothered. Like I feel so removed and so disgusted at this point that I just have no feelings inside about it all. And people will say, Oh, it's celebrating art, this, that, or the other thing. And you know what, bitch, stop just thinking you're so much better than all of us and like, let's move on with our lives. Okay. But the woman of the night that everyone seems to be talking about is Kim Kardashian losing 16 pounds in three weeks to fit into Marilyn Monroe's dress. And the reason that I bring this up today is because I feel like it's a good, like while it's a kind of frivolous pop culture example, I feel like it really showcases our obsession of always like dictating what a woman's role is and what they should or shouldn't be and how they should act and their responsibility, you know? And this may or may not, I mean, you decide. When I take this to where it's all going in the end, 
I feel like this whole thing, while it's being so blown out of proportion is in the big picture of the big problem, rather minuscule, but that's up for you to decide. And I'm going to explain a little bit about why, but like Kim K. Okay. And so, wow, the alliteration just really like the ceiling can't hold us. So people are losing their minds, right? All, I mean, it's split. I feel like you have half of the mainstream who, you know, as we know, as I know, because I was in it, will literally lick every celebrity's asshole until the death, because as if their lives depended on it. And then you have the other half who are rimming her out, saying how disgusting, how irresponsible you have celebrities, right? Talking about it. Someone I noticed was Riverdale's Lily Reinhardt, who I've met and interviewed, who I found lovely. Um, and I think she herself has had body uh, image issues that she's talked about, but you know, they bring up issues of, again, like it's irresponsible, all the young people watching you and all this. And in a lot of these articles and even Lily talking about it, you know, this is like another subject that I'm not really going to dive into today because I'm already, my brain is literally on the monkey bars. Like I, I can't, but the idea of like trigger warnings and safe spaces, right. And all that. And like why that in and of itself is a problem. Like Kim Kardashian doing this would cause all that. And that idea of like everything being a trigger warning, warning and needing safe spaces for youth and all that. Right. It's like, what does that say about us as a society, our sensitivity, like what we can and can't handle? Like that is a problem, but I'll have, you know, cause I brought, I took to Instagram yesterday because you know, me like coming into my unpopular opinions, like it's 1999. And I said, you know, I could understand, but at the same time, this is what they do. They literally live and exist and breathe on this planet to be extreme, to shock us. Do you see the amount of plastic these people inject into their body? Hello. Even when you look at the side by side of when Marilyn Monroe wore the dress and Kim and their asses, you literally are like, what is happening? And at the time, Marilyn Monroe, do you remember? Well, none of us, I don't know. Well, maybe some of us are alive, not trying to age shame you, but she, we know in pop culture, she was somebody who really, um, broke the mold and was considered curvy at the time. And Kim Kardashian is like, let me take all the plastic in the ocean, put it in my asshole. And I'm going to show you bitch, right? Like again, speaking to the superficiality and manufacturedness of their bodies, of bodies all around, like it's just a mess, right? So that's something in and of itself. But I do feel like we know better by now as adults. I will say that as a caveat, as adults, y'all, these people have been promoting like lollipops that in the middle of the Tootsie Roll Center is some laxative to make you lose weight and have diarrhea on the spot. Like, are we going to be taking body image advice from these people? We have seen too much. We're scarred and we know better by now. And if you don't know, if I feel clearly about this, okay, I did an episode last year with the whole Chloe Kardashian Photoshop scandal dragging these hoes. So I feel confidently and clearly about the issue that, you know, it's not okay. But at the same time, I feel like this is an example where it's kind of like, listen, I've always grappled with the idea of like, do what you want to do, add as many fillers into that your forehead can handle today as you want, as long as it's not hurting anybody. But then the other end of it of like young kids and young girls and teens are so confused because they think that this is real and it's not, you know, and then that's like the whole idea also of 
like I person, I listened to her interview. She was, she, she described it as a movie role. And that's the other thing. It's like, well, where's the criticism then when people and men gain or lose a ton of weight for movie roles and art? Like, I feel like it's that kind of idea. And if she wants to do it, she's not out here being like, everybody, you must do this. You know what I mean? She talks about the commitment. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just, I don't know. I feel like we're losing sight of the bigger issue and people, it's just another thing for people to get like all enraged about. Um, and there's also something too to be said, like, yes, maybe she shouldn't be out here like bragging about it to the whole world. But the truth of the matter is when you think about it, I mean, diet culture has been a toxic, destructive thing since the land before time forever. Even think about the Bridgerton days and those bitches with their corsets crushing their lungs, gasping for air at the hopes of getting a subpar attractive husband. I mean, really, this shit has been going on. And even think about like all of the toxic diet stuff from even like Marilyn Monroe's age. Like it's just reiterated. It's obviously so unhealthy and bad it needs to be addressed, which I'm going to talk about later. It's reiterated over and over through time. So my point is, I don't know if Kim Kardashian, like doing this and doing a five, you know, two minute interview about it is perpetuating that, perpetuating that, um, even more. So I just hope for the sake of young teen girls, like this is what it comes down to. And again, feeding into my bigger picture where I'm going is having them feel supported in real life, having role models around them to be able to discern the fact that that shit is not real life. It's like, when do we take it with a grain of salt? Again, you know, the Kardashians, they are just, you know, spinning in their own orbit and God knows where, and God knows what galaxy and God knows what universe. And maybe we discern it a little bit and help our young girls understand that shit is not reality. Okay. So unpopular opinion there. Um, this brings me to, again, what I was saying earlier, right? The idea of us, you know, di uh, dissecting like what a powerful woman does, a woman's place and all of this and all that and responsibility and their choices. And so- this brings me to the Roe v. Wade cluster F. I'm trying to cuss lest, lest, wow, can't even say cuss without messing it up like a good girl. All right. So while I am no politics expert, this is, you know, we have to talk about this and I am very well informed and educated on the matter. So check Nate, bitch. All right. So Roe v. Wade, the simplification is that in 1973, okay, it was a ruling in which made abortion accessible and legal on a federal level, okay, on a federal level. So while it's still like the, the specifics even today come down to state by state, like some dates will say, some states will say, oh, up until so many weeks, oh, up until this week, many weeks, you know what I mean? But nobody could ban it, okay? So Roe v. Wade really left that security and that safety net for women to have something to fall back on should they choose. Now, uh, what would what this would mean, okay, because there was a court document leaked 
um, yet another insanity of, you know, the culture wars, which I'm not going to dive into today because my brain is already melting through my ears. So help me God. Um, but it was leaked, which would mean that the court would Supreme court would overturn it, which would then mean it would come down to the States to decide. So the part that worries me, I mean, some people are saying, is there hysteria? Will it really be illegal? The part that worries me, and I'm going to give my personal input a little bit before I dive into this, is yes, there are already, I've, I've read a couple of different things, but there are already, I believe it was either 13 or 17 states that would ban it, ban it altogether if overturned. Others would do restrictions on it and this and that. And listen, I know that this is a highly complex and layered issue and that both sides have their nuances. Again, we're going to talk about it in like a culture and pop culture and like a woman's issue sense, but I completely understand, you know, like the right, the right and conservatives see it as like the murder of a baby because they see life starting at the moment of conception where the left sees it as, you know, a woman's choice for her body. Um, and you know, I feel like what also gets lost in this conversation is the actual nuance of it, which is the fact that like, why is this at the root, you know, such an issue and such a problem. And the fact that I read an amazing piece actually in the Atlantic, like who knew, uh, yeah, yeah, we got bad blood, but it's all good. Like Taylor Swift thought. And if you know, you know, from the Dave Portnoy op-ed I pitched, but it talks about how throughout time, women will literally sacrifice themselves and have botched abortions um, to not have a child or an unplanned pregnancy. And, and what happens when they don't have the right resources and they could die, you know, but it's literally like they would risk their lives, you know, to not have this pregnancy. And so that's what worries me. Like as a woman, listen, like I am by no means romping around. <laughs> like I am a grandma extraordinaire aficionado, but that said, being in a state that didn't offer this to me or to my friends or to loved ones would be extremely worrisome to me. Okay. Let's just say that. And again, it falls down to, to resources. Like what happens when you're having people get these botched things, this and that, and this is where it's so nuanced to you, right? Because you hear things on both sides of the aisle, which is like, and I know I have personal experiences. I've never had one, but you know, you, you hear people who say like, I've lost a loved one doing, you know, a botch procedure or, you know, I've had one. Um, and then you hear on the other side, you know, thank God that my mom didn't because she wanted to, but it wasn't allowed. And, and I was born and I was adopted and here I am and I'm alive. Like, I totally understand the nuance of it, but to me, you know, and again, it's like consistency. I said this in an episode, God, it was either last year or the year before, but it was when they were mandating vaccines. And my problem with it is I just want consistency. And this is where we're going to have a little bit of fun because we're going to talk about the hypocrisies and how both sides are truly the biggest clown town that your city has ever saw. But for me, I just want it to be consistent, right? I don't want anybody to have say over what I do with my body, please. And thank you. Like I will take the check now. Bye. I don't want, I said this then and I say it now, you know, I don't want somebody telling me I have to get a vaccine to participate in society. And I don't want somebody telling me that I have to have an unwanted pregnancy. Thank you. Okay. So I think it should be, up, this is just my personal take. Again, I just think that it should be up to the individual um, person. So 
That's how I feel about that. Let's get into the hypocrisy, shall we? Because this is really an illuminating um, time for all of us. It's like all of us, all of this. It is like the Van Gogh experience, you know, the cancel me baby version. Like it is really immersive. So number one of how both sides of this issue are two sides of the same coin, because that's what's so fascinating to me to watch is how both of these sides, these people like they don't realize it. It's so wild to me. Like they don't realize how they are the, another version of the other side. Okay. So like I just said, let's take the, my body, my choice example. All right. So when COVID hat was, you know, running rampant around this town, you know, like the little hoe she was, she was okay. Yes. I'm slut shaming COVID get over it. They were saying on the left, right you better get a vaccine and get a mask, which now we have learned had holes in it, maybe wasn't as effective as they had thought, didn't work in some ways, yada, yada. But nonetheless, at the time, you know, do your part in society because if you're running around out here with this, you could then spread it to somebody who is ill, who's older and inadvertently make them very ill or kill them, right? But in the same breath, argue that it would be okay to have an abortion, kill a baby. Okay. Then you have the right again, different side of the same coin. These people are over here. Like, don't tell me that I have to put this in my body or wear a mask, my body, my choice. I'm like, y'all are over here up in arms about this. And in the same breath, they're like, every baby must be born. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect your, your way of thinking. Like I know it can come down to religion and this and that and the other thing. But this is where too, people will say, you know, with the max or vaccine and you go out, you may not be know if you're, you know, out here hurting someone or killing someone with abortion, you do it on purpose. And it's like, I feel like we're splitting hairs here. At the end of the day, both options have the potential of killing a, 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 a living being. Okay. At the end of the day. And it's that hypocrisy to me that I just can't seem to get my head around. It's like, how do you guys not see this is basically two sides of the same issue, two sides of the same argument. And that's where on the right, I feel like so much of it is like the ignorance really bothers me because it's like, you know, you don't have to do this. You know, you, you don't have to get one. You should have it. And it's like, well, there's so many issues that go into it. It's not just a blanket one size fits all, you know, there's so many, if there's health complications, it's, you know, I have a friend who's had two children and she said, it's not for the faint of heart. This whole process is not for the faint of heart, you know, and we can't just act like, oh, you got it. You do this. What happens if you're poor and then you can't support that baby? And then that baby struggles. Like, is that supporting life? I mean, really, there's just, there's so many complexities to this. I just, the bottom line is, I just don't think that it's fair to impose. I, I don't think either of these, whether it be the vaccine, whether it be abortion are one size fits all. If you're, you know, not purposely hurting anybody, then what is it your business? Uh, let me know. I will wait. Literally, what is it your business or your place to step in on somebody's individual choices? Please let me know. Like, do you want someone in? And that's the thing too with the right. They're all about like freedom, big government, get off my thing, da, da, da. Well, I don't know. It seems like you're yeah, yeah, rah, rah, pep rallying over this shit now. Like, do you want them intervening and dictating your life choices or not? Like, give me the biggest break. It really annoys me. Okay. How they don't see that. The other hypocrisy here is the argument that both sides will make 
about quote the idea of like old men dictating rules for you know for women and or younger people so let me elaborate shall we so people on the left love to say, you know, old, you know, if men got pregnant and were able, you know, they would get abortions at an ATM or at a vending machine, like, you know, or why don't we have men get vasectomies and all this and that and saying the idea, like, why are these old, like mummified men allowed to dictate what I, a young grown ass educated woman can do with my body, right? Which is fair, but alas, guys. We have this same issue on your side. Let's not forget, okay? Because we have Biden over here, this half corpse, literally saying that children, they're spew, spewing all the shit, gender affirming this. It's basically a sex change. It's basically a sex change for a 12-year-old. Anyone in that in their right mind would be like, I'm sorry, a what? And this guy is over here masquerading all day long as if this makes the most sense, as if it's so smart that we have grade school kids irreversibly make change their makeup, their DNA, their body parts, the way their brains work, their hormones. Okay. In the hopes, by the way, of protecting their mental health when we don't really know this is all basically a goddamn experiment on these kids. Okay. And I've already heard, you know, I've heard stories of, you know, the physical, the emotional, the psychological, mental, social, like there are so many for these young, young kids, their brains aren't even developed for crying out loud. And you're going to be over here saying like, this is the right thing, like pushing this on them. I don't think that's okay. And again, I've said many times, like people who have the same argument, that I fully support adult grown people who genuinely suffer with this and want to be, you know, seen and recognized and acknowledged as a different sex. But we're conflating the two now. It's like, oh, I can just fix it as if there's no, you know, significant difference in meaning between the two sexes. Like we're conflating. It's like, oh, I can just pick today out of a magic hat and, you know, you know, pinata my way over to what my sex will be today. It's like, it doesn't work that way. And so the point being is that, but of course, you know, now we've made it to where, like, if you acknowledge by, like, you can fully support, you know, trans people living their lives outwardly and authentically and happily and protected and having the resources they need. But if you acknowledge biological sex, you are then a bigot, like somebody, none of this, none of this has to ever make sense. Notice none of this has to make sense. Okay. So my point about this is we have one side dictating, right. That grown ass women can't do this, can't do that. And, you know, again, the argument, oh, it's this old men dictating. Well, hello, you have the same thing on the other side. You have this old geezer over here telling 12 year olds to chop their boobs off and that it makes sense and that it will help them in the end. So like, what, what? So we're taking away the, basically in some, I feel like we're taking away rights of grown-ass women and giving them to confuse young, impressionable, potentially suffering grade school kids. Cool. What a time. Okay. So this brings me now to more of like the culture stuff I was talking about, right? The idea of, again, like almost both sides being two sides of the same coin. Um, take a shot every time I say sides, I say sides in this episode, 
And let me know if you are planking in T minus 15 minutes. So now this idea of defining women. Okay. So I feel like let's look at, let's look at one side, like the woke, the left, however you want to say it. Okay. These people are in the business allegedly of protecting women's rights, but in the same breath, these assholes can't even define what a woman actually is. Okay. So let's just call that out. I'm like, yeah, women's rights. Oh, just kidding. Persons, this right, bro, make it make sense. Please, for the love of God, make it make sense. Let me throw some examples your way, okay? Again, if you acknowledge any of this, like you are somehow a horrible, rotten person, I just needed to make sense for five seconds of my life. So, okay, women's rights. Some examples off the top of my head. Um, Biological men who have transitioned, competing in women's sports, and completely creaming the competition. Trans women winning accolades like women of the year right in San Diego, these people have taken it upon themselves. Like, I guess there aren't more issues going on in California. No, there aren't enough issues going on there. So these people are concerned with literally redefining what the word woman is. Let's just talk about this. This is how they're spending our tax dollars and their days, okay? Then you have the lady who Biden sworn in, uh, the, the, the law lady, I forget her name, and they ask her, can you define a woman? She's like, no, no, I cannot. I cannot do that. Like, are you kidding me? Guys, this isn't hard. This is literally, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Are you joking? But we've become so topsy-turvy that in a way it feels like you're, uh, it doesn't make sense. It, I've said this so many times on this show. You are simultaneously trying to support women and at the same time, watering down and eradicating and making it obsolete what the F that even means. All right. Pick a lane or do both. Do both. You can fully acknowledge trans women and fully acknowledge biological women, but please stop trying to make it like they are the same goddamn thing, please. And I can guarantee you how many trans people would agree with this? How many? because it's common sense. And then let's not forget the very important terms that we have come to learn, like birthing persons and menstruating persons. I read a USA Today article. It, these people like, again, like, please somebody let me know what the word science means anymore. Please somebody let me know. Another thing that's becoming obsolete because these people are all about the science in one arena. And then when it comes, I literally read this USA Today article that was like, the word woman can't be defined because science says it is trickier than you thought, like brain buster of the year. And I'm like, this isn't hard guys. And then we have more serious, you know, arenas. You talk about having, you know, sacred held spaces for biological women, places like prisons, you know, places like wherever they can find refuge. And there's just so much, you know, medical, it's just, it is a hot ass mess, but also when they're not concerned with making this into some like jibber jabber cesspool mess of what it actually means, I feel like the left does run with this narrative that's like, I am a woman and I don't need no man. And yeah, smash the patriarchy and the patriarchy is to blame for all of everything that ever happened. And even the way women see themselves and act like they are all to blame, which obviously, as you know, I think that is trash. So again, that's when they're not preoccupied with trying to divert like kindergartners from learning their fucking ABCs. But 
alas, people, alas, okay? We have the same kind of effery going on on the right because, because, all right? And I'm gonna get to another point here that is really an important thing, so take notes. So you have the right here, and I know I bring her up a lot, but I do because I feel like she speaks for the mindset of so many people in this camp, um, and this girl will like, literally stop at nothing to be the most blatant like person in your ear. It is like that roommate that is like barking at you. You are hungover. It is seven in the morning. You are literally regurgitating tequila, and this bitch has the audacity to be barking in your ear about how her ex-boyfriend ignored her at the front party last night to go hang out with Denise, like the hot girl, Denise, the, and you're like, bitch, I don't care. I'm in the middle of a REM cycle. I'm about to throw up on your head. Could you let me be in my hangover piece? That is Candace Owens, like on Instagram and Twitter. So she's out here now calling this idea, like again, that idea of dictating what a woman should some things I agree with some things I think are totally ridiculous and archaic i.e she came up with this idea of the unwoman that she believes the left has created women who you know are almost like spinsters right who are angry who blame the patriarchy who end up being like 50 and can no longer have children and regret it and all of this right and she argues that a woman's kind of role in life is to, you know, have the nuclear family, have a home. She's like, there's nothing that means more to me than hearing my son's pitter patter. When I get home, it is the most fulfilling thing. And, you know, these women are being brainwashed. And then before you know it, it's too late in all of this. And it's just like, give me a goddamn break to some point. Like there are valid points to be made with how the nuclear family helps kids. Like there are studies about how kids who grow up in single parent homes, you know, whether it be education resources may not have as much of a leg up. Right. But at the same time, it's like, bro, it ain't 1950 anymore. Like we're seeing Marilyn Monroe's dress unwillingly resurrect in this bitch, but that does not mean we are living in this era. And that's what bugs me. It's like, I just want women to be able to live and do whatever the F they want to do. Again, it's that idea. If it's not affecting you or your neighbor and you're just going about your life, who are you to dictate? Like, who cares? You know, it's just so ridiculous. And it's so like pleasant, Phil. I just really can't, you know? And it's like the idea. And again, I always like point out the hypocrisy with her because she's somebody who like, thrives from all areas of life, obviously like being a huge media personality potentially will be in politics and also has it going on in the home. It's like, knock it off. And you're over here trying to preach this thing about how women solely need to be breastfeeding and making apple pie all goddamn day to be fulfilled. And if that's what you want to do by all means and add some boysenberry in there for all I care, but stop trying to act like that's the only way women will be happy. You know, the one thing I will say that I agree with her on is how she, you know, mocks how the left has blamed, again, the patriarchy for everything and almost like puts down things that make women so fucking awesome and special and natural. You know what I mean? Whether it be like curves or beauty or gifts like childbearing, whatever that is, you know, that's why I always make fun of like when people get go crazy in Hollywood of like, oh, the male gaze, oh, they're sexualizing a woman. It's like, so what, bitch? I know I look hot and my, and you know, a good, nice, solid bra and some heels. 
Okay. And it's that idea the left pushes. It's like, oh, you're only doing it because a man said it's like, knock it off. So I do agree with her in the sense of like them kind of, you know, demonizing all of that as if it's a bad thing. And us like really playing up to what makes us like gorgeous, basically. I mean, all of us, every single one, am I right, ladies? No, but that idea, you know, like again, curves and beauty and um, all of that, that, you know, all of our feminine greatness that should not be, you know, uh, put down because it rocks. Like shout out to the natural booby or, you know what? Fake boobies too. Like if that's how you want to roll, then by all means, but, you know, shout out to those for us. So And this is the other thing too, like I overheard last night on a a clip on Fox news and some pundit, I don't know who it was. It was a guy, but this is again, like where the right goes with such a far extreme narrative of suggesting that the left says, I know it's so confusing. Try to keep up literally. Like I will be drooling for five hours after this. Trust me. Don't worry. You are not alone. Okay. But the idea, this is what they said. They said the left pushes the idea that women are women if they believe in or get an abortion. Like, this is where they're so ignorant. It's like, and and just half the time I wonder with both of these sides, like to the people in San Diego voting to redefine the word woman and to the people on the right who re- are really saying you're the left only thinks you're a woman if you get an abortion. Like half the time I'm like, do they even believe this shit? Like, what is your deal? You know, it's just so outlandish and absurd. Um, but again, I have plenty of friends on the left and trust me, they don't just think you're a woman if you believe in or get an abortion. It's like, this is where they both run with their narratives and you guys are such a joke, a joke, okay? So this is something, you know, with both of these, again, the idea of two sides of the same coin. I actually can't take credit for this idea because this was uh, brought to me in DMs by one of my lovely listeners um, up in Canada, but the idea that in doing this, right, in defining what a woman should or shouldn't be or the rights they should or shouldn't have, isn't it ironic that both of these groups of people are in a way taking away women's rights in some way, shape, or form and going backwards? You have the right over here putting, you know, the right to have an abortion in many states potentially on the chopping block, right? Then you have the left over here just being like anyone, you know, your parakeet for all I know could define, could feel like being a woman today. And so that's what we're going to do. And we're going to give that parakeet, you know, even though you've worked your ass off for centuries, ladies, we're going to give that parakeet the woman of the year award. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't actually make sense in either regard. And to be quite honest with you, I feel rather screwed by both sides. So thank you all for actually not really looking out for us. And the bigger picture I'm getting to is looking out for the um, women and future women who need it both. So shame, shame on you. Okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about this. Now, this is my final part and all that. Oh, I'm doing good on time. Oh, snippety snapperoo. Okay. Our future, right? That was actually a perfect segue. I didn't even plan that. I know my notes are, you know, like a lip gloss. They are popping today because we had a lot to cover. Um, so our future, right? So again, this idea of mishmashing the idea of women and all this, and I I feel too, where it becomes, becomes really problematic. I mean, I talked a little bit about it earlier. Like there's a difference between grown, educated, informed, um, adults making decisions, you know, life altering decisions about their bodies and, and young, impressionable, confused girls. So this brings me quickly into the trans thing and where it's like, again, shame on 
the, this administration for, you know, blindly pushing all of these procedures and medications and blockers when we don't really know, uh, the repercussions and the long-term effects, right. At the end of the day. So I don't know if you guys know this, but for whatever reason, and I think that, I think I know why, but you know, again, I'm no, I'm no Bill Nye, but just from being a person who was 12 and a girl at one point in life, um, the rate of, tr- of young girls who are transitioning to boys is not only skyrocketing, but it's much higher than the other way around. Right. And again, <laughs> What is what does it all come back to in a lot of ways, guys? Common sense, right? Common sense. I mean, when you think about it, girls in puberty, you feel so uncomfortable in your body. You might have two little bee sting titties. You might have braces and acne, and you don't really know what's going on in all of this. But this is what I mean, shame on them. You know, I heard a fantastic podcast with my heroes, my gay heroes, Andrew Sullivan and Barry Weiss, famous non-woke common sense thinking journalists. And they talk about the fact that you are no less, this is where they're confusing young girls, right? You are no less of a girl if you are a tomboy, you know, whether you like to paint your nails and go to the mall or get dirty and play soccer, you're no less of a girl. And this is where we're confusing them because we're making it, even if you like other girls, right? You're no less of a girl. Even if you're a a gay little boy, this is a point Andrew Sullivan brings up. You're no less of a boy, but now they're, they're confusing these kids so goddamn much that they're like, well, maybe the reality is you are really, if you're a little boy and you like other boys, then you must be a girl. Or if you're a little girl and you like other girls, then you must be a boy. And it's so confusing. And they're both like, well, no, how about, maybe, maybe, but also how about the fact that maybe you're just gay, right? Maybe you're just gay. Like what a mind blowing concept, you know? And so it's really, you know, I hear these stories of, and I get it. Like they're trying again to, you know, help their mental health. If they have body dysphoria, all of this. And, you know, I can acknowledge that and I can acknowledge for some that it's helpful, but why aren't we hearing these stories on the other end of it, of girls who detransition, of who have messed up their bodies so much, they don't like, they don't know if they will ever be able to change it. I mean, Andrew Sullivan talked about how young boys on the other end who transition to young to girls, they may not fully develop sexually i.e. like never develop all their sexual organs and never have an orgasm potentially, right? Stuff like that. And he's like, how do you explain that to a nine-year-old? So that's what I mean. It's like, this is all an experiment on them. And I I feel this is why I'm so passionate about it because it's, it's like, again, it's like, this is why like we have stuff like this going on in schools all the time. I've heard stories of moms be like, you know, I go in the kid's school and they ask me like what bathroom to use, or they're going around classrooms asking about pronouns and all this and all that. And this is where I feel like it's just gone so, so nutty. And can you imagine how confusing to them? I'm a 31 year old grown ass woman and I'm confused by it. You can't sit here and tell me that eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year olds aren't going to be confused by all of this. And I just don't think it's right. And I don't think it's fair. And This is why I brought up, you know, with all the chaos and all the heaviness and all the confusion and all these hypocrisies, this is where I'm going to tie us all in together in the end. Um, This is why, like with all this going on, with all of this confusion going on in kids' heads, 
right? And I'm not solely blaming this. I'm just saying this is one piece of the puzzle. I mean, forget it. There's a million and one issues, right? Social media, the isolation from the pandemic, it goes on and on. Um, but this is why I almost like bring up the Kim Kardashian thing in context, because people are going bananas over that. Like that is the sole reason young girls don't like their bodies, this and that. And it's like, well, well doesn't it feel like, see, this is what I mean. This is why I brought it up earlier. and was going to tie it in here because with all these serious issues, doesn't that feel rather like, again, I don't want to downplay it, but in the big picture, it feels a little frivolous and it's like over-exaggerated attention and yelling and screaming when it's like, why aren't we putting our focus over here on these things that are really hurting them? I'm not saying that that's not, but again, there's a part of it that's a little show businessy over the top, what the Kardashians do. And, you know, let's really focus on over here and on things that matter. Now, this is where I want to bring us lastly on a unfortunately more sombering, but realistic note, right? Guys, the amount of young people and specifically young girls dying by suicide is, is, I don't even have the words. Like I can't even get it out. I could cry. It is truly out of control. Okay. So here are just some examples literally in the last two months. So we just found out, actually, I just read the story this morning, Kayla Posey, she was a star of Toddlers and Tierras. Um, she died by suicide. She was 16 years old. And this girl was gorgeous. No, my, literally my 2008 high school prom photo is shaking. My metal braces at that time are, are hiding. This girl is stunning. And they talk about how she was so bright and beautiful and accomplished and had her whole life ahead of her. And she's not the only one. I mean, think about, you know, when you think about athletics, that's a whole other domain. You talk about competition and perfectionism, but still there have been three high, higher profile cases of women aged 20 to 21 in college athletics who were like at the top of their game, team leaders, again, had their whole lives ahead of them that died by suicide in the last two months. And I want to read their names for you. Um, Lauren Burnett, Sarah Schultz, and Katie Meyer are the three. Um, so it just makes you really wonder, like it, it is an epidemic. Like what is going on that these young girls with everything ahead of them who are gorgeous, who are obviously intelligent, who are athletically gifted. There's in so much pain that, and, and we clear in half these cases, their family and friends were like, we had no idea. Like you have to be in so much pain, right. For that to happen. Did you know 50%, 50%, that is the number of the rise in hospitalizations basically around 2021, 2022, due to the pandemic and isolation of hospitalizations of young girls, roughly 12 to 17 for attempted suicide. That number has gone up 50%. Just think about that. This is please like pay attention. And it makes me so upset with all of these leaders and these politicians and even these people in the media and these news organization and these outlets. Why? Hello? Is anybody out there? Why is nobody focusing on this? 
If you guys want to be so focused on women and protecting our youth and helping them with their mental health and this crisis and feeling like they have resources and feeling supportive, why is nobody talking about this? And it really upsets me. And again, I'm not blaming it on solely this issue or that issue. I know that there are a lot of factors at play, but this is a huge problem. And if you want to have the backs of women, of future women, of generations, their rights, their how they want to live, how they want to live fully and actualize and realize, pay attention to this. And it just upsets me because we get in such petty drama and bickering. And this is again, where it's like shame on the people in charge, whether it be again, politics, media, wherever it is, because you guys have been back and forth about petty bullshit, right? To some, it may not be petty, fair enough. But in my mind, petty, you know, culture war shit, like wearing a mask or a pronoun or this or that. When you have an epidemic over here that is serious and that is happening and who really is caring and focusing on these kids for them to get better because this is not normal and this is not okay. And you guys are so focused on your little that side, this side, this shit, that shit that you really, to me, don't even care about them. So with that, I know that I am fired up, but it is really important to me. And we are about to have Mother's Day. Let me repeat, Mother's Day. So to all of you women who listen to my show, who are, I know, kick-ass moms because I see and who are going to be raising amazing women, I salute you. Oh, I have a little chills. Oh, what a moment. Um, I salute you. I support you. And here is to really um, supporting the women in our lives, making great women in our lives and creating a hopeful, sane, common sense, you know, exciting path for the future women in our lives and our world. And if you have a problem with that, cancel me, baby.